My name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Your boy's different, Ms. Gump. Forrest is right here. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. She was my most special friend. Hey, stupid! Run, Forrest! Run! Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. And in the house today, life is like a box of chocolates, everyone. Because we are going to be taking on the 1994 iconic classic Forrest Gump. But today's a little bit different. Ren, Ren is here with me as usual, but today we have a guest, a Mr. Danny Garrison. Danny, please tell us about yourself and introduce yourself to the podcast. Hi, my name's Danny Garrison. As you just heard, um, I am a senior in high school. I'm going to be going to California pretty soon to, to pursue a career in writing and directing. Um, if you know my name, you probably heard it through social media because that's where I spend most of my time, um, on TikTok, Instagram, but yeah, if that's, that's where I usually post my content and that's where I hope to also maybe start a career there as well. Now, Danny, we have a, a little bit of a tradition here. When we have a guest, we ask him two questions. The first question I need to ask you, what is your most rewatched movie? Now, it doesn't mean what is your favorite movie or what movie, you know, you watch here and there. I mean, rewatched movie could be bad, could be good. What is that movie? Um, uh, I know that I don't really like to rewatch movies if I don't have to, but I know oh, that this mm. this summer um, I spent a lot of my time since I'm at home and like I have a friend over and I have all these friends who haven't seen Back to the Future. So, <laughs> so oh. I, what I didn't do is like I didn't get a whole group because I would be unsafe. But like one by one, I'd have like a friend come over every other day. who was like no COVID. And he'd be like, I showed <laughs> awesome. him Back to the Future that day. Next friend, Back to the Future. Next friend, Back to the Future. I like this guy. So there, there was like, <laughs> there was like a whole month where I watched Back to the Future for like every single day. But then like the next month was Inception. So it's, it's oh, like a tie between okay. us two. Inception and Back to the Future. This is cool. You're like the movie guy in the group who's just yeah, absolutely like showing everyone everything. This is great. What a great friend you are. And doing it safely with safe rotations and, doing it and safe distance. Yes, genius, yes, genius. very important. Very important. This is a good segue to then question two. This is kind of how we met, by the way, because I posted on TikTok yeah. that Forrest Gump maybe shouldn't have won <laughs> the 1995 Academy Award for Best Picture. That will come up later in the episode, I'm sure. But question two, Danny, what is the hottest slash most controversial movie take that you have? Um, I was arguing between two of them. One is uh, I was listening to his Pixar episode when I was door dashing and I was just listening to Finding Nemo, and I gotta say, I don't like Finding Nemo. Oh, oh no! All right, that's a good one. Don't like I, Finding Nemo. Flat out doesn't like Finding Nemo. Wow. I think the reason is, it's like looking at it just kind of like makes me sad. I think all the blues just make me blue. And yeah, yeah. That's, fair. that's fair. We might have lost just like ten listeners, but you know. Yeah, okay. no problem. It's, it's worth it. 
the other opinion is um I agree with Scorsese that the MCU isn't film. I love the MCU oh. with all my heart. I, oh. I I watch it religiously, but it's not like film, you know. Wow, Danny, you're climbing up my uh, list of favorite guests right now by saying nice, uh, nice Scorsese because I think I also agree with that. Um, I'm not the biggest MCU fan either. I've watched all of them and I've enjoyed mm-hmm. some of them, but like yeah, like great. you and maybe. Scorsese has said, is it actually film? Men might disagree with us. I disagree yeah. a little bit, but you know what? He's hitting like just the right amount of check marks right now. He's appeasing you with that comment. <laughs> and he just showed Back to the Future to like 20 <laughs> different people over the course of a month. So I'm, I'm good right now. You're, you're good in our books so far. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my go-to date movie. Like first date movie, it's Back to oh, the Future. That's a oh, good date movie. It yeah. is. You're showing All your right. cards already. Now, if any women are listening to this, they're going to know if you're showing them that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you find yourself watching Back to the Future with me, just know like that's a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's a date it's a date if, smart if he's showing you finding nemo he doesn't like <laughs> yeah no you are the person I, I hate the most if you're watching finding Nemo. Yeah. With me. <laughs> that's uh that's good for people to know well danny i'm excited to have you on i'm excited to talk about forrest gump let's just jump straight into the movie and now our feature presentation forrest gump released july 6 of 1994 directed by robert zemeckis the man that uh also directed Back to the Future. Yes, sir. Directed yes, sir. a lot of iconic, iconic movies that we all know and love, including uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Castaway, uh, Contact, Polar Express, Welcome... Well, do we all love Welcome to Marwin? I'm not really sure. Never uh, seen it. <laughs> the re- My kid really wants to watch it for some reason. I don't know if it's like them in doll form, but it's been on his list for That's since it was released, I think, a year ago. <laughs> such it's a really weird odd. movie to want to watch. Uh, he directed The Witches, which just came out on HBO. I did not. I watched part of The Witches, and it wasn't very good. Danny, did you see it? Um, honestly, to be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of Robert Zemeckis movies besides Back to the Future and Forrest Gump. And that's kind of like the only ones you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> currently slated to do Pinocchio with Tom oh, Hanks as Geppetto. So we'll see that okay. in Disney+. Plus. That might be the uh, third Probably one maybe later this year, maybe early 2022. Guess we'll have to wait for that one. I'll go over the cast really quickly for, for Forrest Gump, which I actually thought was going to be a lot longer, but then I wrote it all down. It's not that big of a cast or not that many nope. notable names. Tom Hanks plays the titular character, Forrest Gump. Robin Wright plays one of the worst pers- people in movie history, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go into that later. Uh, Gary yes. Sinise uh, plays Lieutenant Dan. Sally Field plays Mrs. Gump. Milkelty Williamson plays Bubba. I hope I didn't butcher that name. I might have. That's pretty good. Uh, Haley Joe Osment, I see dead people, uh, plays Forrest Gump Jr., which I always forget that he plays yeah, Forrest Gump yeah, Jr. I, I always, always forget. That. I was pretty shocked when he was on the screen at the end of the movie. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Forrest Gump had a budget of $55 million, went on to gross $683 million. This Safe is fucking to nuts, say, <laughs> it was a very successful film. Rotten Tomato score. Critics, 71%. Audience score, 95%. Oh, my God. Whoa. Consensus. <laughs> Forrest Gump may be an overly sentimental film with a somewhat problematic message, but its me- sweetness and charm are usually enough to approximate true depth and grace. Now, Danny, I'm turning it to you. What are your thoughts on these two scores? These critics score of 71%, audience score of 95%. I completely understand the audience score. I'm. I would have thought the uh, critic score would have been a little bit higher, like maybe in the 80s. But like, 
I mean, I guess I understand it because I didn't realize there's like that much criticism for the movie to like maybe like this last year and that whole thing about um a controversial message i honestly i don't remember like what the message was but i don't remember it like being like controversial (laughs) okay okay well we'll get into that i did write some things down because i also did some background research to find out okay what exactly about this movie do people not like and Mm -hmm. we'll get into that more maybe towards the flaw section yeah ren 71% 71% versus 95%. Your thoughts? I mean, I'm absolutely floored by this. I I understand that people love this movie. Like, you know, Danny just said he, he agrees with it. I'm on the other side of the coin here. I am completely shocked that it has a 95% audience score. The 71% critic score, I guess I see where they're coming from a bit more just because this movie was critically beloved when it first came out. It's all the pieces. I don't know if Ron Tomatoes takes into account all the 20, 25 years later pieces that's come out in the last you know year, and a, year, year and a half that's kind of gone back and said, well, maybe Forrest Gump wasn't that great. Um, I really don't like a lot of this movie, but I do think that Tom Hanks is amazing in this. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think it shows how great he is that he's, I think he's tricked the audience into thinking this is a great movie, that that 95% of the audience really really likes this movie um i i can't say i agree but we're here to discuss it joe how do you feel about this so i'm kind of like in the middle but i understand danny's point i understand your point i agree (laughs) with danny on this i am surprised the critic score was so low i thought that it would be closer to 80 something 71 seems really low considering a majority of people love this movie Critics can be a little bit nitpicky and they can be a little bit harsh sometimes. But 71% seems a little too harsh. Uh, audience score, not surprised by that. Um, I think that generally when you show people Forrest Gump, they fucking love it. People love Forrest Gump. I mean, people love <laughs> the good, lighthearted story of this guy going through life and kind of being successful anywhere he goes. Um Yeah. I am not surprised. I feel like a lot of people love this movie. And if you bring up Forrest Gump to the average person, they've seen it. And guess what? They love it. Uh, So the people who go on Rotten Tomatoes to take a second to write a review, I'm not too surprised that it's at 95%. But we will discuss that later. I know that for a fact. Let's move to the more you know. Each of us have written down a fact that we found very interesting about Forrest Gump. Danny, as our guest, we're going to start with you. What fact about Forrest Gump did you find very interesting that you want to give to our listeners? Okay, so um, we all know Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump is one of the most iconic performances in film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree with that. But some of the people that were in the running for the part were Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, and John Travolta. Wow. That's that's the kicker right there. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) I don't think I can see Travolta... Um, I think Chevy Chase would be a really controversial pick for lots of reasons. <laughs> and I know this is going to sound weird, but I think I could, if I try hard enough, I could see Murray doing this. And this would this would probably be his most serious role to date, even though a lot of the movies are really com- comedic. But I feel like with the movies, a lot of serious moments that I feel like it'd just be so interesting to see Murray in that because I feel like he's capable of doing that back in his prime do you think murray could do a nice southern alabama accent oh oh okay <laughs> i'm not sure about the accent 
But I feel like it won't be carrying a thing, the, that's for sure. Carrying yeah, no, it would, I think it should be like it would sound like a parody whenever he would do it, but like I think he could probably deliver the message the way they wanted to do it i I, I probably could agree with that ren murray travolta chevy chase what are your thoughts the travolta thing is the craziest thing here as i already said (laughs) this movie comes out the same year as pulp fiction so my only guess is that due to production constraints he couldn't do both um i did see the quote that he later did admit that passing on the role was a mistake I mean, he was also nominated for Best Actor in Pulp Fiction, and that oh, you know re- reignited his career. So I don't think he really missed out too much there. If like he, this was the year he did Michael or whatever other movie he was an angel in, Phenomenon but, or something. I don't know. Yeah, Phenomenon. <laughs> those are like yeah, I get those two mixed up. <laughs> but Bill Murray, I don't know if I really see it. But I guess out of the the list of possible uh, actors here, he might be the most well suited one. Um, Joe, what do you think? So. Of Bill Murray, Travolta, and Chevy Chase, I agree with Danny. Chevy Chase as as Forrest Gump is something I can't imagine, and then I don't yeah. want to imagine at the same time. <laughs> so I'm glad that didn't work out. It's funny if you wouldn't have brought up that Pulp Fiction came out that same year. The whole time I'm thinking, oh, Danny Zuko as Forrest Gump. That's so weird. I don't know if I could see Greek <laughs> Lightning as Forrest Gump. Um, but he was having a moment, and you know, obviously, he was in Pulp Fiction, did really well at that. So I guess I can see why he's yeah. considered. Um, I saw this fact online, and I want to add to Danny's point. Bill Paxton was Zemeckis's first initial choice. Oh, that's right. But Zemeckis, um, the studio demanded someone with more star power, so Bill Paxton got Ixnade. And Dang. the novel, because the, Forrest Gump's based off a novel, the novel's author had always envisioned John Goodman as Forrest Gump, which is uh, another thing that's really weird. To I love John Goodman. I think he's a great yeah. actor, but... As Forrest Gump, I can't imagine. I mean, is, is it wrong for me to say? Like, I can't really imagine him running around Vietnam. Is it because just <laughs> are so good in this? I can't. I can't imagine any other actor from this era to to possibly play him. I don't. I don't know. It's probably because, like Danny had mentioned earlier, this is probably one of the most iconic roles of the '90s, and it's hard to imagine anybody else doing it because Tom Hanks does it so damn well. But mm. Joe, could you imagine Bill Paxton going back to back with Forrest Gump and Twister? Though that would have been pretty cool. I mean, that I, would be I pretty love awesome. Bill Paxton. We love Twister in this podcast. <laughs> but you know, it's just so weird to imagine anybody else in this role. So let's uh, let's hear a fact from you, Ren. What do you got? So the fact that I do have is the possible director, the other director choices that was laid forward here. But a couple other directors that were in the running were Barry Sonnenfeld and Terry Gilliam, uh, both pretty known for their comedy. Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, I think he did Get Shorty, Men in Black, you know, other movies that we like, but pretty, you know, studio-safe movies. The one I really want to hone in here is Terry Gilliam, you know, who's kind of done a little bit more offbeat movies from the 80s. Uh, he did, like, The Brothers Grimm. I don't know if you guys have heard of that with Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, 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 like in yeah. the 2000s. So it's kind of like a, a fun, quirky movie. I, I personally think him tonally would have been so interesting making this movie. Um, if that's a little too far, like left field, like kind of like a Tim Burton type movie was basically what you'd get with Terry Gilliam. Any thoughts on that? I mean, it would definitely take away from what the movie I think is trying to achieve. Yeah, Terry Gilliam is a weird guy and he does some very interesting movies. Um, I, I can't imagine that would have ever happened and been as successful as this one. I think going to Zemeckis is the right decision. I mean, it's got the Back to the Future guy, direct Forrest Gump is probably yeah, the right that's way to true. go. Let me move to my point real quick, and I want to see what you guys hear about this. Ice Cube and Dave Chappelle 
both turned down the role for Bubba. Ice Cube refused to play uh, Bubba because he didn't want to play someone who wasn't smart. And Chappelle thought the movie would bomb and later admitted that he deeply regretted not taking the role of Bubba. Luckily for Chappelle, he uh, played Tom Hanks' best friend in You've Got Mail, so he had to, he got a chance uh, to redeem yes. himself just a little bit. But uh, can you imagine a world where Ice Cube plays Bubba? Danny, to you? Honestly? Okay, so that was, I had like a whole list of facts, like I have to choose one of these, and that was one of them that I found out. And when I was reading that, I was thinking to myself, like, could I see that? And I can't, I'm not going to say I don't see it, but I'm going to say like, they made the right choice with the actor. They, I don't know his name. They made the right choice with him. But like Ice Cube, that would have been an awful choice. But I feel like it would have taken me out of the movie for sure. I'd be like, why is Ice Cube in this movie? I need a relatively unknown in that role. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I mean, I love this. I love his music, and he's mm-hmm. very funny. It's just weird to imagine him playing because Bubba isn't like a comedic role. Yeah. But, It'd be weird to see Ice Cube try to be as serious, but also kind of play a, a character who's not as bright. How about Chappelle? Um, the thing is, it's like it's similar with Chappelle and Ice Cube. It's like those two, like there's a certain innocence and sweetness you have with Bubba. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like you wouldn't be able to get that from either of those two, especially Ice Cube with like his resting face is just so intimidating. <laughs> Like is that isn't a face. Street? <laughs> yeah, that isn't a face you want. Like you, like you would become like instantly friends with. That's like a face you're intimidated by. So I feel like those right. two, like uh. even Chappelle, like it still is like, intimidating. Like you, I, I can't see it. Very on point. This is probably exactly what went through like the casting director's head as they were casting. Yeah, Bubba. probably. Good point. All right, let's talk about our favorite scenes. I have written down a couple. Let's each take turns. We'll mention a scene that we really, really love. There's a lot of memorable moments in Forrest Gump, but we're going to do our best to stick with the ones that we really, really love. Ren, let's start with you. What is one of your favorite scenes from Forrest Gump? One of my favorite scenes in Forrest Gump is, I guess, uh, Lieutenant Dan and Forrest being reunited on the shrimp boat. After that, shrimping was easy. Since people still needed them shrimps with shrimp cocktails and barbecues and all, we were the only boat left standing. Bubba got shrimps, what they got. We got a whole bunch of boats, 12 Jennies, big old warehouse. We even had hats that say Bubba Gump on them. Bubba Gump shrimp. You know, throughout the movie, one of my favorite things actually is just their whole dynamic, their relationship. You know, they're the yin to each other's yang. This was just like a happy moment in the movie for me. A lot of it with the Jenny stuff. It, I, I don't really see, like, the, the fun <laughs> in a lot of it, in a way. But Lieutenant Dan and Forrest, especially once they finally get all, all the other boats, like, crash, and they themselves, they, they hit it big, and they they get the riches, and the company gets off the ground. It's a really great moment in the film, and that's probably my favorite one overall. Let me ask you this. Yes. Have you ever been to a Bubba Gumps? I have. Dude. Danny, have you ever been to a Bubba Gumps? There's a it's there's one at Universal Studios. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that's an actual place. It's an actual place. Bubba Gumps is an actual restaurant that you can go to. Whoa! <laughs> it's definitely just like a name branding thing, and it's at Universal Studios for a reason because it's like, yeah. oh, this was in Forrest Gump, and this is a movie place, so come to Bubba Gumps. 
I just might. Scale one to ten, how delicious Bubba Gums? Is it worth the money? I heard it's overpriced, so I'm, I'm asking you. I haven't been either. Honestly, not even memorable. I think I had three margaritas that day, <laughs> uh, and we had the like the party bucket or whatever it is, and. I think it is a little bit more costly than like a Red Lobster in one of those places. Is it like so? It was just fine. Is it like boiling crab where it's like all you can eat, or is it more like it's Red not Lobster? all you can? Oh, it's not. Okay. Um, somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between. That's for sure. Oh, okay. Well, Danny, see but now. Not... Now, when you come to California, you have some more to go. Go to yeah, Bubba Gums. Definitely. I, that's gonna be the first. Yeah, I'll take place you to City Walk, Universal Studios once the world opens up again. That's for sure. Yes. Give us your, your Yelp <laughs> review when you're done with it. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I like the scene too. Uh, I like the I I think the relationship between Forrest and Lieutenant Dan is probably my favorite relationship in the entire movie, more than his relationship with Jenny. Um, I love his relationship relationship with his mom as well. But the relationship between Lieutenant Dan and and Forrest is is pretty great. And you know, it starts off a little tumultuous. They are first one is the commander, one is the soldier, and then obviously they have a, a little rocky middle when he's upset that he hasn't wasn't left to die. Um, right, but I like how I mean, it they're ends. Pol- they're polar opposites, so it's just like a fun relationship. Yeah, it's a great relationship, and it's it's fun to watch them get rich off Bubba Gump shrimp. Um, so I, I understand why that scene uh, resonates with you, Danny. Any thoughts on Bubba Gump? Honestly, there's a there's a huge arc you also see for um, Lieutenant Dan because when you first reunite with him, he's so broken because of there what he's held uh, back with with his uh which is like you know not having his legs anymore so um the scene where he finally thanks forrest for saving him and then swims away is like really symbolic to him and i feel like that's like one of the most beautiful moments of the movie i think that might be one of the best moments in the movie for me personally when he finally kind of accepts himself accepts his life accepts where he's at and he's thankful for what he has yeah like you mentioned he goes through so much from losing his legs to being pseudo homeless and you know an alcoholic uh that's a really great moment when he does finally accept who he is all right it's a good scene danny what's one of your favorite scenes that you want to talk about from forrest gump i'm not sure if this one's my favorite scene but it's definitely one that's always um been super memorable to me it's one of the first times where we see how much forrest really does love jenny I don't know why, but he really does love her. <laughs> <laughs> and where he's, it's that part where um, she's in the car with this one boy and like they're getting physical, oh. not like, uh, not in a bad way, but like, no, yeah. Forrest, Forrest sees it that way. So Forrest comes to the rescue um, and then Jenny's upset with him. But like Jenny, instead of like holding her anger out on him, she brings him back to her dorm and they have that really sweet, innocent moment where like, you can see like, Forrest doesn't love Jenny for her body, just for her looks. He really loves her for her. And it's also great in that moment where she takes off her top and then he touches. And then he has that one moment. He's like, I think I ruined your roommate's bathrobe. And that's always <laughs> been so funny to me. And then you see like it pans down to the roommate's face just like so disgusted and horrified. That's a good bit, actually. This is the first in a series of repetitive events in which Forrest thinks he's saving Jenny and yeah. then attacks, you know, whomever is, is kind of bothering her. And yeah. In this scene, he's attacking some random college dude. He later attacks those guys at the the club where she's singing yeah. naked. And then he attacks that guy who hits her, rightfully so. Attacks the yeah, guy who yeah, no, that party. one is probably the most deserved. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, like you said, Forrest is obviously not the brightest in the bunch. 
but his intentions are always pure. I always forget that the roommate's there too. And when it same, slowly pans the roommate's horrified face, <laughs> it's so it's like comic gold. That's actually Okay, I, I like that scene too. Good uh, pick. Yeah, there are a lot of great scenes about this movie. I may not love this movie, but there are a lot of great, great moments. But I think the scene I want to talk about, and I, I kind of had a hard time narrowing it down, but ultimately the scene I want to talk about is the entire uh, I feel like running scene. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road, when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of town. President Carter, suffering from heat exhaustion, fell into the arms and of when the I got there, Lincoln. I thought maybe I'd just run across Greenbow County. And I figured since I run this far, maybe I'd just run across the great state of Alabama. And that's what I did. I ran clear across Alabama. For no particular reason, I just kept on going. I ran clear to the ocean. I think my favorite part about Forrest Gump is there's a lot of obviously important history things going on, you know, Vietnam and 60s, 70s, civil rights, things like that. But I really like all the minor history things that come up. Um, and a lot of it comes up in the scene. The shit happens bumper sticker. We learn how that's right. created in this scene. Uh, the smiley face logo. We learn how that's oh, they created. Have a nice day one. <laughs> they have a I've nice never day. understood the smiley face. Like what is that just what does that mean? <laughs> I think that it was, it was a popular logo that got popular like in what the late '80s around then. It was, I think. Yeah, that, I think oh. it was so popular when we were kids. So I, this is a little bit before your time. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I know. Time, which is really weird to Young say. Me. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it was just a popular smiley face logo that got really, really popular, and we learned in Forrest Gump it, it was because he wiped his face on a T-shirt. Uh-huh. Um, and then that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So those things. Ha- yeah, I don't think. It's kind of- <laughs> I just like that scene for those reasons. I mean, it's funny to watch him run across the United States for two years straight. I wonder how jealous Tom Cruise was when they found out that he knew <laughs> oh. that much. He's like, you're not running fast enough for us. What the hell is this? <laughs> you think Tom Cruise called his agent and was like, hey, I love to run in my movies. Why the hell did you not get me in Forrest Gump? And then... Hey, Mission Impossible came out two years after Forrest Gump. Keep, <laughs> I would, keep that I would in mind. I would love to see a deep fake of Tom Cruise on Forrest Gump and just hear the voice too. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great. Pretty great. Um, but yeah, I, I love that scene just because I, I like all the minor history stuff. But uh, like, I also like when he teaches Elvis how to dance. It's like a, what, six-minute scene, but it's so fun. Less Those... than. Less than. I think it's like, like two minutes. Yeah, it's about two minutes yeah that sounds about right and it's just fun to watch young Forrest teach elvis how to dance even though that's obviously not how it happened but it's those fun moments that really make this movie enjoyable for me um i'm trying to think of another scene oh when Forrest accidentally is like the the person who exposes nixon for watergate you know he's in that his one room I love. and he's like hey there's people in the room with the lights off i think they need help you know he's obviously trying to be good intention but this is what leads to Nixon resigning. Obviously, again, the irony because he just met him like two minutes ago, too. <laughs> you know, not what happened in real life. That was the only historical event when I first watched Forrest Gump when I was younger that I didn't understand because I, did, I had no idea what the Watergate scandal was. So that's a, this is the crazy thing about Forrest Gump because so many people love it. But, you know, you could show a Forrest Gump. I don't know. Twelve year old, 11, 10, nine. How yeah. young do you how old do you have to be to watch Forrest Gump? You think? 
I mean, mm. seven. My dad didn't let me watch until I was fourteen. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. A, a little. Yeah, it's stricter parents than Joe over here. <laughs> My Honestly, are pretty strict. It's crazy because because they're, they're not that strict. I feel like uh, I think it was just just that movie. And I think it was just because the my the bathrobe scene. I think that was oh, it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, and look, now it's your favorite scene. So maybe yeah, they, yeah. They, <laughs> I think, I think they did good. They did. They they were smart with that choice. Yeah, you know it's weird because you can show this movie to okay, fourteen, probably younger, like ten, but I feel like if you're watching it at ten years old, you're missing out on like seventy percent of this movie at least, right? You're not really understanding. No, the references, all the sure. references, all the important history moments, like why these moments matter. It's still a fun movie, but I think as you get older and you start watching it again, at you know, watched it at nineteen, at twenty, at thirty, you start realizing all the little things right. that uh, you this know, movie is referencing. Some poor kid out there probably watched Forrest Gump when they were like 10 years old and like they're growing up like, oh yeah, I know how Watergate happened. You know, Forrest <laughs> Gump, he, discovered, he, right? he thinks Forrest Gump is a real person. He like, he solved all these issues and like was there for everything. Yes, there's probably someone out there who really thinks Elvis learned to dance from a, a boy with braces on his leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I saw this movie at like a young age and I think it was it just all went over my head. I think the lighthearted nature <laughs> the movie. And I think what I guess that's what it does so well is that, oh, it's Forrest Gump. He's happy. He's just going through all these awesome moments. So you're just along for the ride in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, we've talked about a lot of scenes we love. There's still a lot of scenes out there, I think, that we could talk about. I didn't bring up Bubba's death because to me, that's the saddest scene in the movie. For me personally, I'm not sure how you guys feel. What do you think the saddest movie, saddest scene of the movie is? I can definitely agree with you on Bubba, but I think also what comes to mind is his mom dying because his mom is like yeah. one of the most purest people in the movie. But then also, um, I can't help but think about the New Year scene with uh, Lieutenant Dan when they're with oh, the two girls. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> they're with the two girls, yeah, yeah. and then they they both. Um, Forrest is too in love with Jenny to be with anyone else. He pushes her off. They get uh, mad at Forrest. And then, oh my gosh, it's so sweet because it's so unexpected. But Lieutenant Dan stands up for Forrest for the first time. I love that. He's like, hey, leave him alone. He's, it's so sweet. And they all leave. And he's like, he's willing like, to like lose his date for the night on New Year's to defend Forrest. Right. And then he's just, yeah, he chases him out. And, and then he falls over. And they make fun of him. I just feel so bad for the guy. That's a great pick, man. Yeah, low key. I love that, scene. that is might be one of my other favorite scenes. I mean, I kind of forgot about it until you brought it up, but it is such a sad and sweet moment at the exact same time. So bittersweet yeah. because yeah, it's great, Lieutenant Dan sticking up for Forrest, but man, to watch like those girls like humiliate him as he falls off yeah. his wheelchair is really hard to watch. You didn't bring up Jenny's death, Ren. Is Jenny's <laughs> for death a good up reason. there? With, up, up there? You know what? Hey, hey. Okay, this is where I'm going to defend this movie and even defend Tom Hanks even more. Um, because I'll go back and we'll say, when I think about the sadness in this movie, I always do think about that New Year's Eve scene. That's a great fucking pick. But right behind it, and even higher than his mom passing away, is when Jenny passes away and he's talking to her grave. Now, just thinking of this movie objectively and where Forrest is at, I mean, he doesn't care. I don't think he cares about Lieutenant Dan, his mom, combined as much as he does Jenny. And the fact that they're finally together and she passes away. And he, I don't think, has like a big monologue like this just by himself for at any point in the movie. And he's just really pouring his his heart out in front of her grave. So I, 
this is the power of Tom Hanks, guys. Power that, of Tom that's Hanks. what got me. Is this true? Incredible. All right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm all in on this scene. <laughs> what about you, Joe? This is a perfect segue into the flaws. I have flaws. What are they? Oh, I don't know. I sing in the shower. Sometimes I spend too much time volunteering. Occasionally I'll hit somebody with my car. Now, <laughs> as much as people love Forrest Gump, has a 71% in Rotten Tomatoes for a reason. What are some of the biggest flaws in the movie? And I will use your point as a trampoline and say it's hard. Blast off, baby. <laughs> it's hard for me to really love this movie when I really dislike Jenny. And I know that a lot of people might disagree, but honestly, and I know Jenny may not be purposely written to be a great character, but it's kind of hard to like root for her when she's it's difficult done sure. a lot of terrible things to Forrest and Forrest is just so insanely obsessed with her infatuated with her it's hard to really care about her death at the end it's sad because obviously Forrest cares but when you think about it it's like you know Jenny hasn't really done anything for Forrest I mean she she shut him out of her life for so many times and she made him miss like five years of his son's life i mean that is what i think is hard for me to pass up no yeah i i see that from from the outside looking in i i do i think the death scene is really sad from forest perspective now the outside looking in i'm right there with you man i think jenny is terrible the the worst part is she only finally commits to forest once she has whatever diseases that she has it's incurable like why couldn't she have said yes to his proposal five years before in that one night and now that her life is pretty much over now she's ready to sell down with forest i it's just it's a bad look apart from the to be honest look. i think i can defend it's that. a bad look it's pretty shitty oh, i okay, think Danny, i can i go. think i can defend that okay this is this will sound off topic but i promise you i'm gonna roll it back in um spoiler <laughs> okay. spoiler alerts for red dead 2 oh interesting all right red dead 2 video game reference here all right do you guys have you guys played the game or do you guys are you guys like aware of the story uh i have played I have not finished it, but it's fine. Spoil it away. All right. So main character, outlaw, bad guy. Not really a bad guy, but gets diagnosed with tuberculosis, and that opens his eyes to things that are bigger than him and his gang. And he he uses his last moments to finally do him uh, some good to save John Marston and his family from the gang. So I feel like maybe Jenny, when she was diagnosed with the sickness... This this is just coming to me now. Like I, I this is hasn't been a thought. This is just <laughs> coming to me now. But could it be like maybe the sickness like opened her eyes to be like, what have I done with my life? How could I have wasted wow. so much time not doing the thing, not to be with someone who really cared about me? Like Forrest. Damn, I need to take a second because Danny's kind of rocked my world right now to the point where I'm re reevaluating my points and reevaluating my she perspective. Ha- <laughs> but okay, no, don't get me wrong though. They really. Like, they did not hold back with making Jenny make every wrong decision she could. Like they did not hold back. And I think it no, really worked in terms of us not liking her. Cause I really do not like Jenny. That was my, your flaw was my, also my number one flaw. Okay. Perfect. To address what you said earlier, because I, I had to take a second to like really digest that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I, I kind of have to agree with you. You know, maybe her getting this incurable illness, this disease that likely she has HIV. They never really say it. That's it. They likely likely has HIV. You know, getting this disease, maybe it does kind of 
make her realize all of the things that she's done wrong. And at that point, she knows she needs to fix it. And this is, now that you're bringing it up, this is a common trope we see in some movies where people find out they're dying and all of a sudden they realize that they need to fix all the wrongs they've done. Um, sure. And this is what, maybe it's why Jenny all of a sudden does go back to Forrest and marry him and show him her son. Uh, it's easy to say that she goes to him because she knows he's a millionaire, but oh yeah, that's one interpretation. <laughs> oh, good. That might be Way one interpretation. I just realized that. <laughs> good point. I mean, that could be one interpretation, but I think that uh, your perspective or your view that, yeah, maybe the illness does kind of make things click in her head like, whoa, what have you been doing the last 20 years? You need to fix this. That would make more sense. And I think that should be, that probably is the perspective we should take. So Danny, your flaw is Jenny. My flaw is Jenny. Well, Ren. that wasn't actually my my flaw. It was just, um, it was a oh, small. My oh. flaw is Jenny. My my big flaw is Jenny, among other things. But yeah, that wasn't Danny's. Oh, Danny. Then what is your big flaw in the movie? Okay, honestly, it was my big flaw, but like that wasn't the one I really wanted to use because I know it's such an obvious one with every person's. If someone had to pick a flaw, it would be Jenny. So I wanted to like That's be fair. a little different, and it's it's like the smallest thing, and it's not even a like a big deal. It's just silly. Does nobody ever age? <laughs> like <laughs> I think Forrest just never aged. Yeah, no, or like, he uh, he's the one that doesn't age at all. At least at least Jenny, you could see like, oh, she's at least in different styles, yeah, and things of that nature. But it's Forrest thing is an issue. Like, like the Dan, mom, Dan doesn't age either. The mom, yeah, yeah. Let's say then the mom, like she she ages a little bit, but like that's like thirty years, and like when she dies, <laughs> she looks like maybe a couple years older than she did when she was like when Forrest was young. It does feel like they kind of skipped out on the heavy makeup for the, yeah. the aging process of the actors because, I mean, this could be just a Tom Hanks thing because Tom Hanks is an older actor now. He still looks pretty good for his age. Yeah, He stayed looking young for mm. a long time. Maybe that was just Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks, but you bring up Sally Fields who, you know, beginning of the movie looks her age and then when she passes away 10 15 years later still looks the same um jenny doesn't I think they age. just like throw a wig on her <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> jenny it. doesn't really age but like you said ren she has different outfits on for every era so we know what era she's in um kind of wish they did that with forrest but they they don't because he just wears a plaid shirt and khakis in every scene basically it's all that running man he stays pretty youthful looking because <laughs> of it <laughs> this is true so here's another flaw that Maybe this is why the, the 71% is there. And, and we talked about the aging of this movie. Now, there are a lot of criticisms on, online. Let's say, all right, it's now 2020. Is Forrest Gump as good as it was? A lot of people critique it saying, mm, it didn't age well. It's, it's too much of a uh, right-wing movie that glorifies... Mm. Um, military and it ignores race you know it's set in the deep south but they don't really touch on race too much you know Forrest doesn't really touch on the fact that he's there's a lot of oppression going on they only touch on civil rights a little bit here and there so my question for you guys Danny first do you think this movie has aged well and do you think in 2021 we would ever see a movie like Forrest Gump come out um to be honest I don't think it aged poorly but i don't i'm not sure if it aged well i think it's just i think it just aged i feel like you could watch the movie and feel like this definitely wasn't made today like there's definitely yeah. some time on it but like i would say i wouldn't say it aged poorly in terms of it coming out like in today's world i think the closest we can get to that is benjamin button 
Oh, which a lot of people don't like that movie. That's a good comment. I right there. really like that movie. <laughs> oh, you're talking. Are you talking to a guy who loves this movie? I love Benjamin. It's Button. a great love movie. It. Yes, um, I think so but too. Yeah, and I feel like honestly, now that I'm looking at it, a lot of people don't like the movie. So now that I'm looking at Forrest Gump, maybe it wouldn't have done that well today. Even though I personally disagree with that, I feel like it should do well today. Okay. Okay. Ren, huh. thoughts age well? Would it come out in 2021? I, okay. So this movie definitely does not get made now. Let, let's just get that out of yeah. the way. <laughs> you, you mentioned the things that Forrest experienced, you know, all the issues with race and everything like that. It's really weird, right? Because it's right there in the movie and he literally just experiences it. That's it. There's no comment or anything. I guess to that point, if it was made now, they would probably delve deeper into it because there was that scene where African-Americans are allowed into school already and he's just there. There's no comment, commentary or anything on it. It's just his perspective, and that's it. Uh, that's some of like the probably like problematic things in the movie is they touch upon those types of things. Uh, we didn't mention, but in the first ten minutes of the movie, it's mentioned that his name is like from his what great grandfather oh, who yeah. was possibly the leader of the KKK. And I'm like, why is that even in here if you're not going to comment on? What's the point of this? So. I don't think it aged poorly. To Danny's point, I think it just aged. I think when the movie first came out, the the critics and I think a lot of like my family, like the older people, like my parents and stuff, love this movie because they're like baby boomers. <laughs> and this is like their life. They live through like the history of that Force Gump goes through is what they went through. So I think the magic, the, the critics were kind of blinded by that. And now everyone's looking at it all right, this is a different era, different critics. Uh, we, we don't feel so, you know, we have no connection to what's going on here too much. True, true. And yeah. I, I think that's the big difference now. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I think I agree with both of you guys to an extent. I think that what Danny said, it didn't age poorly. It's just age is a, is a good way. Age. It's a, good, <laughs> a really good way to put it. You know, it's always been like that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like you do look at it. I don't think it re- comes out in 2021. You know, our, yeah. our society now is very aware, very mm. uh, woke, as they would say. You know, not <laughs> in a bad way, but, you know, people just want to be conscious of certain things. And, yeah, the, the first 10 minutes of like, oh, I'm, my name is based off my grandfather who was in the KKK. And it's like it is a very, like, a strange moment. I completely forgot that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, very you know, shocking. And there are sure. points, you know, in the movie. Uh, the part I think about the most is when he's in. Uh, he comes back from Vietnam, and he's at the Capitol to do a speech. And they're like, "Tell us about Vietnam." And that's the moment. That's the Mechas' moment. That's the writer's moment to to give us their opinion on Vietnam. And oh, they muted and him. What happens? Yeah, his mic gets pulled out, and we don't hear any commentary on Vietnam. It's like, well, that was uh, planned very particularly. W- oddly so it's like okay obviously yeah. these these movie makers are trying to stay kind of neutral but um when you look at it now in 2020 it's like well people now criticize the vietnam war a lot and they look at its movie it's like well they had a chance to, to say a good message and they didn't take that chance so i see why people say it wouldn't uh, do well now but um I, yeah i would agree you know it, it just aged you know i still enjoy this movie question what kind of bear is best it's a ridiculous question. False. Black bear. Well, we've talked serious flaws. We've talked best scenes. Let's get into some fun questions. First thing I want to ask you guys, is this Zemeckis' best film? I'm going to read you a quick oh, list man. of movies. 
Back to the Future 1 through 3, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Castaway, and Forrest Gump. Of these movies, is Forrest Gump the best one? Now, we're talking. I'm talking to two people who love Back to the Future, so... That's right. Going to turn it to Danny. Of Back to the Future 1 through 3, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Castaway, and this movie, is this the best one? I had no idea that Robert Zemeckis did Castaway, and I love that movie. But... It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> But right now, I am sitting next to a little miniature hoverboard, next to a, <laughs> a poster on my wall of the flux capacitor. So are you are I, you in my room, Danny? What's going on here? <laughs> so I would definitely say, Back to the Future is the best one. Okay, well, quick question, follow up question for you. Okay, what are your thoughts on Back to the Future Three? Um, I think if people don't like it, I feel like they're seeing it the wrong way. Um, I feel like wow. yes, this is my guy right here. It's <laughs> the um, it's yes. It's How much different. did Ben pay you to say that? That's what I want to know. Did he pay you like it's, fifty dollars, hundred dollars? Yeah, no, yeah, so much you? money, so much money. <laughs> um, the movie. I was gonna. I'll be really quick with it. It's it's different, yeah, but I feel like it's a lot more personal. And we learn a lot. We get learn to love the characters even more than we already did. That's why I love it so much. Okay. All right, Ren. Wonderful. Of Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Castaway, and Forrest Gump. Is Zemeckis' best film, Forrest Gump? I think it's hands down Back to the Future. And I, I guess follow-up, because Danny already said that as well, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is such a visual effects masterpiece. It's really unbelievable that they were able to do the things they did in that movie. So I'm actually more impressed with Who Framed Roger Rabbit above Forrest Gump. Okay. That's right. That's at. fair. Yeah. I think... What's your ranking like? I think I have to agree with both of you guys. Back to the Future... The first one is just so damn good. I love the second one a lot, actually. So I like both those movies. Um, Low-key, love Castaway. Always, always watch it when it's on TV. But yeah, I have to go with Back to the Future. I think that is definitely, definitely the best Zemeckis film. If you guys ever do a Back to the Future episode or like the trilogy, you got to have me on for that one. Oh, that's going to happen. We have it planned. So we will have to (laughs) re-invite you for a uh, Back to the Future extravaganza. That's a... Oh, man, it's going to be a good one. Turning it to you, Ren. I, I, my biggest question in this movie is how did no one recognize him on that park bench? This guy is literally the most interesting <laughs> man alive. Let, let me list just some of his accolades. Medal of Honor. Yeah. All-American college football player. Yeah. World-class ping pong player. Owner of Bubba Gump Shrimp, which I'm sure has like hundreds of locations at this point. He talks to six different people. How is it not not one of them has seen this guy on television meeting one of the four different presidents that he's met as well? I, I will be honest with you. This kind of bugs me. I mean, it's not enough. It doesn't bug me enough to say I don't like the movie or anything. But Oh, sure, sure. It's not it like a definitely big bugs flaw me. for me. He shows somebody like a picture of like the cover of Time magazine or Life magazine, and he's on the cover. He's and, on the cover. And it's like <laughs> no one has noticed. This is like Forrest Gump. I mean, I, I, you would think people would know who he is. I'm... I'm legitimately surprised no one knows he was on tv on with john lennon yeah 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 with john lennon he was on tv for like a week because he was running yeah. around america i mean this guy is i mean <laughs> we should know who he is and these people on the park bench are just like laughing at him or ignoring him if this movie was made today i think a lot more people wouldn't recognize him on the bench because of the internet and just like 
Oh, just because of how, how unaware and like how un- how how funny he is, people would make him a meme, and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's Forrest so Gump's memes. The meme!" Yeah, he'd be on every Instagram, every Twitter, and TikTok. Yeah. He would be very very popular. He'd Hashtag have a tag run forest run. Uh, yeah, he would have a blue check mark by his name and everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jeez. Good That's point. right. Good point. Danny, what about you? When. When it goes from them to be like in like first grade or something, and then it cuts to them like what like senior year, they're full blown adults. Yeah. So <laughs> this is one of my biggest problems with movies from the eighties and nineties is that none of these actors ever look like they're in high school. It is quite possibly the craziest thing in the world to me. I rewatched Ferris Bueller's Day Off the other day. The only person who looks like they're in high school is Matthew Broderick, but that's fair because he looks young always. Mm-hmm. Um, every member, every person in Greece, I'm not sure how they, oh my how God. they got away with that because they all look ancient, but they're supposed to be in high school. One is a mom. <laughs> I, One was a mom, I swear. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You would think they would do a better job with like de-aging somehow, but yeah. they just didn't give a shit in the 80s or 90s. They're like, well, this put fucking tom hanks and as a senior in high school let's just believe it <laughs> with a movie that's like so incredible with his with special effects and everything it's weird they couldn't do that to this day it continues to baffle me and i always turn on a 90s 80s movie and always wonder we're supposed to believe these people are in high school it just it's crazy i mean nowadays they do a good job yeah you know, all the high school movies we're getting now all the actors are pretty young and they look like it's pretty believable What's that movie called? To All the Boys Have Ever Loved, the Netflix series or movie. Yeah. Series. All those people, although they're probably out of high school, they all look pretty young. Like, I don't question them not being in high school. I don't know about, I don't know about Noah Centineo. Okay. Well, maybe not Noah Centineo, but that, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like he's uh, older because he's like a heartthrob. I get that. Yeah. But um, everybody else looks pretty like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can see you're in high school. I see that. But you got to hand it to John Hughes, though. He did he did a pretty good casting with his movies. Like uh, for like Breakfast Club, I can kind of see him. Back to the Future, that's as good as we're going to get it. You're you're right. I, I love the cast. Like love Breakfast Club. No, 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 like, like, and, in terms of like looking at high schoolers, like they're they're kind of close to like what it should be compared to like others, like um like Teen Wolf today. Like, have you seen that? Like, oh my gosh, they, those are not teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf today, that's a whole different story. And, I mean, that fandom behind Teen Wolf is extremely intimidating and impressive <laughs> at the exact same time. Yeah. I commend those people who are diehards of that show. Let me ask you guys this. Kind of segueing off my first question, is Forrest Gump Tom Hanks' most iconic role to date? I'm going to give you a list of about three, four characters here. So we have Forrest Gump. Uh, Chuck Nolan, who is the character in Castaway. Woody from Toy Story. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Dugan from A League of Their Own. And Mr. Rogers from The Beautiful Day in Neighborhood, which came out just last year. Of these four characters, is Forrest Gump the most iconic one? I think of all those ones, I think it's Forrest Gump for sure. Really? I, I, I appreciate you throwing in the Jimmy Dugan role from League of Their Own, because that's just, that's just for me. It is for I you. I appreciate you're that. Welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I think the next closest one that you might not have on this list is Big. Oh, Ooh. I didn't put Big on here. That might be the next one, and then and then Castaway. He does some pretty great body transformation there. <laughs> Danny, thoughts on most iconic Tom Hanks role? Um, shoot, it's tough because like, you know what? Actually, no. I'm gonna say it's Forrest Gump, <laughs> 
And uh, here's, <laughs> it's not Woody, even though I really, it was really, it was really close to it being Woody. There's this interview with Tom Hanks, and he's talking about like, this this um this mom who brought her kid up to Tom Hanks. He's like, "Honey, look, it's it's Woody." And the kid was like, "That's not Woody." And then Tom Hanks had to had to yell. Tom Hanks had to yell, and the kid was like, "It's Woody." But like, oh, okay, that, okay, he had so to you're, do you're that. You're using you know? basically the appearance of Forrest Gump is yes. uh, more iconic because Woody is obviously animated yeah. um okay going with that logic yeah forrest gump is is tom hanks most iconic role but i think woody is real close second i mean yeah, very woody close. has kind of defined disney at this point he started off pixar on the right foot and yeah is now kind of the face of pixar and disney so woody's right there forrest gump number one a strong so shout out to mr rogers did you guys see that movie last year no Ren? I, I, I haven't yet. Neither Sorry. of you guys seen I, it. I right. wanted to watch it. I really, I really want <laughs> to watch not... the documentary, too. It's very good. Both are very good. I recommend both. Um, I love the Castaway character as well. Uh, League of Their Own, obviously very fun. The, there's no crying in baseball scene is just one of the most memorable <laughs> lines ever. So I think I think that's what makes it in the running. And that's kind of his launching pad into like the more serious roles. That, that leads into like Philadelphia and then Forrest Gump. So it's a pretty big role in this career for sure. I'm surprised no one brought up Captain Phillips. That's a good one. It's a great one. I wanted to shout out Saving Private Ryan, but it's tough because I don't remember his character's name there. Yeah, I don't it's remember It's definitely either. not Private Ryan. <laughs> it's not Private Ryan. <laughs> no, no it's but he not. is very good in that movie. Uh, he has just so many iconic roles, it's hard to pick one. But ultimately, I would agree with both of you guys. Forrest Gump tops that list. I'm surprised none of us have done a Forrest Gump impression yet. I'm kind of proud of us because I know a lot of us probably wanted to. I didn't but... know where I'd put it. I, I'm too afraid. <laughs> no. How about we put it in this? What is your favorite quote from Forrest Gump? Jen A. <laughs> Dude, you go. did it. That was good. You that did was it. good. I enjoyed that one. Uh, <laughs> wow. Did not That came out of nowhere. I didn't expect that response so That's fast. That's perfect. That's it. I'm picking that one. That's my favorite. Not, not the impression I'm about to do, but no, it's... Danny's. <laughs> uh, what, wait, what's your favorite quote from the movie then, Ren? Um, I or what it do might you, be that. Or what do you find yourself saying? Like you know, sometimes movie quotes not your favorite. Like what do you find yourself saying like on a daily basis? Jenny, Jenny, in that accent, and then <laughs> oh, life is that, like a box of chocolate. That leads into such a good question then between um, what's a more iconic line: "Run, Forest, Run," or "Life is like a box of chocolates." Okay, I think it's easy to say life is like a box of chocolates. But sure? I honestly think it's run for us. I think it's run for us, run. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I feel like I would say that, I mean, what, it's 2020? I've said it, or 2021. I, I feel like I could say that once a month at least, and it like just apply it to random situations. And it's just You just so, plug in any other person's name. Run, Joe, run. Run, yeah. Daniel, run. It just fits. It just works And you say so it well. in, that, in that same inflection that they say in the movie, and yeah. that's it. It's such a great line. You don't have to like. I know people who like who have never seen Forrest Gump, and like they would still say "Run, Forrest, Run," like just poking yeah, fun at you. Like point. that happens all the time in high school. But like, you, like no <laughs> one's ever gonna say like "Life's like a box of chocolates" if they haven't seen the movie. But like "Run, Forrest, Run," just, that's just so iconic. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, the, the quote itself has kind of transcended the movie to the point where people who haven't even seen it will say it. Yeah. Um, I I am partial to the part in the very beginning when Forrest gets on the bus and he's, that kid's like. Seats taken. I, I find myself <laughs> saying that to a lot of people. Like sometimes at work when people sit down. At, well, when I was in the office, 
uh, people would sit down and be like, oh, seat's taken. <laughs> I just find myself saying it a lot to people, even though uh, the seat's not obviously taken. But right, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of good ones, a lot of good ones. But uh, I think I really appreciate Jenny saying Jenny very early, very fast. Very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And the last part of our questions tonight, and that's going to be 1995 Academy Awards talking about the 1994 movie releases. It's a big year. Three really big movies come out in 1994. Forrest Gump, obviously. Pulp Fiction, which has become very iconic. Shawshank Redemption, which has kind of found its way into the hearts of millions and millions of people after its release. It holds the number one spot on the IMDb Top 250 Movies of All Time. Also nominated Mm. that year, I believe it was Quiz Show, which I really enjoyed, to be honest. And I think that year was uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I could be wrong. That's right. No, that's it. Which I also really like. But we're really talking about these three movies. Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. Now, I I mentioned earlier in the episode, we posted on TikTok that uh, we thought that maybe Pulp Fiction deserved Best Picture. And and Danny so courageously said, you're wrong. (laughs) Forrest Gump is the correct winner. So we're here to talk about it very briefly. Do we redo it? Is Pulp Fiction the better movie? Is Shawshank Redemption the better movie? Or is Forrest Gump the deserved winner? Okay, we'll start with Ren. Ren, what are your thoughts? Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, Forrest Gump. I think that's the ranking right there is in terms of how good all three movies are. I'm going Pulp number one, two, Shawshank Redemption, and number three, Forrest Gump. Now, okay, am I a little biased? Because I think Pulp Fiction is the greatest movie of all time. Yes. Yeah, sure, yes. but Whoa. I think it's that for a reason. <laughs> I think it's I, Danny. I saw your Quentin Tarantino rankings. Oh, he, oh I, no! <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, to oh, each no. his own. You have your own opinions. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But I I think pulp pulp is the best just out of these three movies. Um, it is what it is. Uh, there's so many different elements in the movie, and it hits just the all the beats really well that it's going for the non-linear storyline that has kind of taken the world of cinema by storm because it's, I see it more and more every year and everyone's trying to replicate, you know, QT style that albeit he's borrowed from other people, (laughs) but it's kind of, it's not exactly easy to be able to do it well at the same time. Yeah. Now uh, I do want to bring up before I shoot it to you guys a couple of years ago, I think variety redid the, 1995 for for i guess 1994 academy awards and they chose shawshank redemption oh interesting. looking back at it and i think they had some academy members in there too and they would go shawshank i did say that's my number two pick here so if pulp didn't win it i would be very comfortable with shawshank being the best picture of that year as well okay okay what do you think all right thinking about this shawshank pulp a lot of stuff there i know (laughs) and forrest gump all three great what a year i mean i don't know I, yeah. I can't think of a year since then i mean i'm sure there are if i really thought about it but i mean back then there's only the five parasite year that just happened was actually pretty great that yeah last year was actually really really good really good it's different though right we now have about eight to ten nominees back then we had we were stuck with five yeah and for sticking with just five back then i mean these are some three heaters hey, hey again some, quiz show and four weddings and funeral are pretty good so i, don't, I think we should not forget those movies but these are the three big bangers here mm-hmm. um pulp fiction 
I get what you're saying, Ren. And to an extent, I agree. You know, a very revolutionary film in terms of its narrative has some. It's very iconic. Some great performances. Samuel Jackson is one of the best characters in movie history. Mm-hmm. I think though, Eileen Shawshank, and sure. maybe I'm looking at that with a 2021 lens and looking back at it. Maybe in hmm. 1995, I would have felt differently, and I probably would have okay. been on that Forrest Gump high. But I think now that I'm in, you know, we're in 2021, I could look back at it. I think Shawshank is just the better movie overall in every way. I think it's very similar to Forrest Gump. It just does things better. But that's what I think. Danny, we're turning it to you. You you made it very clear. You think Forrest Gump is a deserved winner. Let's hear it. I actually have changed my mind over this past couple days. Oh, changed my mind. Whoa! Sound the alarms. I'm still unsure (laughs) how I feel about the Pulp Fiction win. But I know that okay, if okay. I got to choose who won, I would choose um, Shawshank Redemption to win Best Picture. All Richard. right, all right. It's my mom's favorite movie, too. Um, okay. And, I mean, it's I'm not going to go into why because we all know why. It's Shawshank Redemption. But um, I think <laughs> when it comes to between Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump, and don't get me wrong, I know I had Pulp Fiction as my eighth favorite Tarantino movie. Eighth. <laughs> Ingrained in my memory forever. <laughs> it's it's such a great movie. That was also one of my date movies that I, I showed on the first date is Pulp Fiction a couple times. Oh. They all loved it. Okay, now you're just buttering me up again. I all am right. the troll Steve. I am keep it going. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing these lists of date movies at this point though. Honestly, like send me that list of date movies you have so I can review this real quick. I'm a, I'm gonna go through this really fast. I've take I've had I've had some pretty <laughs> bad movie uh movies to show on a first date, but the dates have always turned out really well. Um I should I went to go see The Lighthouse on a first date. I went to go see oh. Midsummer on oh a first God. date. Well, Midsummer. <laughs> no, no, but oh, yeah, guy. that was wild. I also got, took a girl to go see The Irishman in theaters, a three and a half hour long movie. Three and a half hours. Wow. All right. Okay. Anyway, back to my point. Back to my point. Um, <laughs> so I think the reason why Forrest, uh, Forrest Gump should overpower a full fiction for the best picture is because I feel like there's a lot more you can love about Forrest Gump if you even if you're not into film like we are as opposed to mm-hmm. pulp fiction cuz pulp fiction is like even though it's it's an incredible amazing movie it's an intimidating watch but like um with Forrest Gump I feel like it's so easy to like sit back relax and really enjoy the ride it takes you on and not I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you don't enjoy the ride with pulp fiction but with pulp fiction there's like a you're on the edge of your seat the entire time you're like oh my gosh what's going to what's going on what's going what's happening but like with Pulp Fiction, there's this this, like, this nice ride you're going on. It's it's that's it. It's that's, you're, like, you're like John Travolta in the car when he's on uh, his high. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So this is a good point. The accessibility of Forrest Gump versus Pulp Fiction, because you do make a good point where the common man may not like Pulp Fiction because of its nonlinear narrative, because of yeah. the things that Tarantino's doing. But Forrest Gump is more appealing to a wider audience thus is it more of a a, a movie for the people and yeah. ultimately does it deserve to be the winner because of that all right i i see that argument i can agree with that i think ultimately there's no real real wrong answer except if four weddings and a funeral one that's the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah except for <laughs> like, any of like the others between this uh, those like five the other two <laughs> yeah the other exactly two. so you know if shawshank wins people are happy people are sad if forrest wins people are happy people are sad but i think of those three movies there's just such great movies that yeah 
I think you can't really go wrong with one or the other. So, all right. If I was alive, if I was alive back then and I watched that, I'd be like, if any of those things won when I watched it when I was young, if I was alive back then, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Exactly. Sure. All right. We're all still friends here. We all yeah, still respect yeah. each other's opinions. All right. Perfect. Well, let's segue to the last section of our episode. I'm going to quiz you guys today. We talked a lot about Forrest Gump and we talked a lot about Jenny. So in this quiz today, I'll be quizzing you guys on iconic movie girlfriends and wives in cinema history. Three rounds, two questions for each of you in each round. Round one's easy, round two's medium, and round three's uh, a little hard. Not too hard, but a little hard. So, we will begin round one. I'm going to start with Danny. Danny, Pepper Potts was the girlfriend from which movie? Oh, you're not getting, okay, it's not multiple choice? Okay. Not multiple choice. It. Just I know it. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I got a little nervous for a second, but it's okay. Um. Well, it's it's a lot of the MCU movies. It's Tony Stark's wife and girlfriend. So like Iron Man, Iron Man yeah. Two, Iron Man Three. Yeah. Perfect. Iron Man, <laughs> MCU, Iron Man trilogy. All right, easy. Starting you off on the right foot, getting your confidence up. All right, Ren. Boy, do I wish was this multiple choice <laughs> after all these <laughs> that we've done. <laughs> Ren, turning to you, Trinity. Was a famous movie girlfriend from which movie? That would be from the Matrix series, Joe. It is the Matrix series. All right. Easy, easy. Danny, going back to you. Laura Jean is a famous girlfriend from which movie series? Oh, no. Laura Jean. That sounds southern. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I will okay. say this. We did. Oh, go ahead. This isn't right. But I'm gonna tell you what I thought because I don't know. Okay. But you said you said Mara Jean, and I just thought of No Country for Old Men. I said I said Laura Jean. I don't know if you heard me, Laura Jean. Laura Jean. Still, uh, I still wouldn't have got that. <laughs> we did talk about it earlier. It is from the. Can I steal? <laughs> uh, go ahead and answer it, Ren. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Oh, it is. I never to saw all it. The boys I loved before, the Noah Centineo, oh and. I can't remember. I don't know the actress's name, but Laura Jean is the main actress now, or main character in that one. That's right. Ren, last question <laughs> in round one. Sloane is famous girlfriend from which movie? Oh my god, we did we just talk about this last week? Maybe. I don't know. No. Sloane. Ah. Uh, <gasps> I feel like you've had this on the quiz. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Does he not answer? Can I take this one? Sloane. Danny, do you know it? Yeah, Danny, I'm are tossing you, to you, man. Are you I, saying I, Sloan? Sloan. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's Ferris Bueller. It is Ferris oh, Bueller's fuck, day yes. off. It yes. is. <laughs> I did text you, Ren, and I was like, man, I have the biggest crush on Sloan of all time. She yeah, is... I was like, oh, For yeah, real? me and Sarah, great, beautiful. <laughs> fuck. Uh, all right. Danny stole, Ren stole. Let's go to round two. A little bit harder. Ren? Veronica Vaughn. It's a famous girlfriend from which movie? Veronica Vaughn. Um. Wait, is that from Billy Madison? It is from Billy Madison. Veronica Vaughn is a uh, Veronica the teacher. Vaughn. How the does teacher. he say it? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he says he says it's like something funny. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> All right, Danny, going to you. Vicky Valancourt. Was a famous girlfriend from which movie? Say the name again. Vicky Valancourt. Vicky Valancourt. Vicky Valancourt. 
I don't know any Vickies besides Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> so I not Icky Vicky. What if I say his mama called her the devil? That's not. I don't know. Uh, Ren for the steal. Uh, this is from the Water Boy. Is this a bill? Is this an Adam Sandler round? <laughs> it's not the Adam Sandler round, but it is okay. from the Water Boy. That is Vicky Valencourt. Ren, moving to you for the next question. Mia. Famous girlfriend from which movie? Mia. There's so many Mias. Is there so many um, Mias? I, I can't name. Is one. it there Mia so from Mias. La La Land? I can name Isn't that her one. name. Isn't that MS- <laughs> It is Mia from La La Land. Danny was another one. I, I can't think of another. Mia one. Wallace. Oh, okay. Mia Wallace. There Mia Wallace. Go. All right. Well, I lose that round. You guys both win. I do, lose. Wait, uh, do I lose points because I didn't go to the Pulp Fiction one first and then went to Emma Stone and La La? Land. <laughs> I feel like if you were to say Mia from Pulp Fiction, you would have said Mia Wallace because like her whole name is iconic, not just her first name. True. True. Ah, thank you. See, thank you. Wow, you guys are just beating me on this one. Okay, uh, Danny. Last question, in round two. Gabriella Montez. It's a famous girlfriend from which movie? Gabriella Montez. You know, I don't think I know this one, but I feel like I have like a small little thing in me. It's like that I kind of know it. Is it High School so Musical? Rin. It is High School oh, Musical. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, my god! It is High School Musical. Nice job. Whoa, I've never seen those movies. Nice job. You haven't seen High School Musical? Oh, man. I was never into them. I watched it when I was young, but I haven't watched the second or third one. But nice job. Thrilling stuff, guys. All right, round three, last round. These get a little harder, guys. Ren, Juliana Gianni. It's a f- famous girlfriend from which movie? Juliana Gianni. I will, I will give a hint. Okay. Uh, well, you, do you want it already? I didn't expect you to say Oh, yeah. no, uh... <laughs> I guess so. She's, it's, I, I, yeah, I don't have it. What All right, is it? it is a movie starring uh, Tom Cruise. Mm, okay, that narrows it down to about forty <laughs> movies. Uh, fuck, it's probably one of his older ones too. Oh no, no, this is Vanilla Sky. It is Vanilla Sky. Giuliani, Giuliana, Giuliani. Or sorry, got it. Giuliana Gianni is from Vanilla Sky. Very crazy Cameron Diaz in that movie. Yeah, she is. Danny. Yes. Amy Dunn is a wife, famous movie wife, from which movie? Amy Dunn. Oh, my gosh. Is it Gone Girl? It is Gone yeah. Girl. You know, I, just, I, I was just thinking, like, I was thinking, like, at the end, I should ask him, like, who is Amy Dunn? Does this attest to you? But, no, you asked me first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, Ren's never had that courage to test me instead. Uh, but, yeah, Amy Dunn no, is. Not, not in the middle of my me being tested. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> yep, Gone Girl is correct. I just watched that for the first time, like, a couple oh, days ago. Amazing. Holy shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one's, uh, that's something else. That's, like, a really good one. I love Gone Girl. It's a very good one. All right, Ren, last question for round three for you. Tiffany Valentine is a famous movie wife from which movie? Wow, not famous enough for me because I have no idea who Tiffany Valentine is. So I will give you this one hint. It's not really a person. What? Oh shit! <laughs> it's like a robot or something. The car. Terminator. <laughs> no, who's, who's Tiffany Valentine? Uh, Tiffany Valentine is the bride of Chucky in the Bride of Chucky. Chucky's oh with Tiffany God. Valentine. The bride Chucky of Chucky has a wife. He does. Chucky has a wife and a son. And a, a son. seed. A seed. <laughs> it's a bride Chucky of Chucky reaper. and the seed of Chucky. 
Chucky uh, yeah. produces. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, it was an interesting movie to say at least. If you ever want to watch it, it's worth watching because it's kind of funny. But is uh, Chucky a comedy horror movie? It gets to that point. The Child's Play yeah. one and two aren't, but oh. when it gets to Bride of Chucky, it gets a little comedic at that point. Okay, I would say. Um, last one, Danny. Okay. Danny Arder. Danny is the Arder? girlfriend from which movie? Your your hint will be it's a, a recently scary movie. Oh no. Um. Shoot. How is Danny Actually, spelled? I was going to say, can uh, I give him a hint? Because I got a hint for him. I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. you're the same hint yeah, I have for ahead. him. Uh, so Danny, it's one of your date movies, it, man. <laughs> it's one of your oh, date movies. What? Oh, oh, um, Midsummer. It is, Mids- <laughs> it is Midsummer. <laughs> I was nice like, job, I, Danny I, know, I know the name from a movie. Yeah, Danny. Because me. Yeah, Danny Arter is Florence Pugh from Midsummer. Uh, oh, nice job, guys! Nice job. Thank you. Guys you. Got That's more, fun. More, you guys got more right than I thought. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Danny, you should probably watch some more classic Adam Sandler movies. And Ren, you got to rewatch Bride of Chucky. That's that's what we've learned. Yeah, today. that was disappointing. I don't know what happened there, <laughs> but I did like having an, another person on the hot seat as well. That was kind of cool to <laughs> to experience. Bounce off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we have finally reached the end of the episode. Danny, thank you so much for being here. What are our final thoughts, though? Danny, final thoughts on Forrest Gump. Uh, are you still loving it as much as before? Do you like it a little bit less? What, what are your thoughts? It's a good movie. Check it out. Um, Tom Hanks is very funny. Um, watch it with your family. It's a very fun family movie. I'm like 90% sure it's a good date movie. I haven't tried it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's all I have to say about that. That's a quote from Forrest Gump. Ren, final thoughts on Forrest Gump? You know, this whole exercise, this whole podcast tonight was fantastic because going in, there was a lot of the movie that I really didn't like. And being able to hash it out with you guys and talk about your your scenes that you guys liked among, you know, the couple that I did. I maybe like this movie more than I do. Uh, Danny's 100% correct. This is a movie that's a perfect family movie in a way that, you know, your parents especially and uncles and aunts would really love and i bet you they love them already that's for sure yeah um watching it by myself i wasn't really thrilled by it but after talking about it with you guys you know i I do like it a little bit more but unfortunately in the end still not my pick for best picture in 1995 staying with pulp fiction okay Okay. yeah staying with it joe how about you you know i'm kind of the same boat as you i went into tonight thinking all right forrest gump is is a cool movie it's fine i'm not like in love with it you (laughs) talked about it Listen to Danny's perspectives. Listen to Ren's perspectives. You know, I think I have more appreciation for it now. So now that I'm ending this episode, I feel a little bit better about it. Maybe I'll change my Letterboxd review from two and a half stars to, to three stars. I think that's where I'm at now. Oh, you did two and a half as well? Oh, God. <laughs> two and a half. That's wild. Maybe. I'll, I, think it, I think I was a little harsh. I was just, you know, man, I was in a, not a great mood last night. I probably can, <laughs> should change it now. Maybe it's a three and a half. We'll see. We'll see how I feel after this. But, um... Danny, I, want to, I really want to thank you for being on tonight's episode. Tell everybody who's listening where we can find you, where we can look you up. So you can find me on uh, TikTok mostly, uh, Danny Garrison with two Ys. And I'm hoping for the future you will be able to find me through films I make in the future, films I write. Maybe sometimes I'll have a little Tarantino cameo in them. But 
Yeah, just hope mm. to hear from me in the future <laughs> with uh, films I make. Awesome. We will definitely keep an eye out for Danny Garrison in terms of uh, any new feature films. You let us know if you have something coming out. We will definitely shout it out on the episode so people can be aware of it. Find him on TikTok. You can follow him there. You can also follow us on Instagram and on TikTok and on Twitter at House of Cinema. Other than that, we'll be back next week with uh, another new episode on a movie I don't think we've even decided on yet, but uh, we'll figure <laughs> it, that it out. It should be fun. As we go on. But thanks, for everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.